question. Yesterday, the Prime Minister revealed the city is being considered as a potential temporary location for the two houses while the Palace of Westminster is being restored. The renovation is set to cost £4 billion and was originally meant to get going back in 2018, so it's long overdue. MPs will need to decant to another site while builders fix the roof, fireproof the building and replace the plumbing. And you can imagine what a big job that is in a place like the Palace of Westminster. Boris Johnson is keen to pick a relocation spot outside London and has named York in particular. And the leader of York Council, Keith Aspden, was thrilled. He said the city's excellent transport links, talented population and ambitious plans for the future made it the ideal place for a major government relocation. All right, fair enough. But why York? Why should that be the only city under consideration? Do you think your city or town... Or village, if you've got a big building in it, would play a good host to MPs. Email vine at bbc.co.uk. Please attach your phone number with a little paperclip. Text us 88291. Going to hear from three people up and down the country who will pitch for their city. I'm joined by Jill Runter, Senior Research Fellow at UK Inner Changing Europe and property guru Martin Roberts, who will judge the pitches. So let's just check we've got the lines up and running. Jill Runter, are you there? I'm there. Okay, and do you have any leanings towards anywhere yourself? I'm just making sure our judges are truly independent. Uh, No, I don't think so. (laughs) But I have to admit, I'm not sure that I've been to Stoke. All right. So if Stoke Whereas comes up... I know up, I've been to Edinburgh and York. OK, well, we could have anywhere coming up. You've got to, you've got to remain uh, clear-sighted here. Martin Roberts, what about you? Where are you, Do you have any initial feelings here? <laughs> Good afternoon, sir. I uh, Well, you know, as opposed to that lady, I, I have, I've been to Stoke probably half my life. So uh, doing homes under the hand, we've been there about 5,000 times. So I do have a slight... Um, I will have to declare that, but it doesn't mean I won't be independent in the decision-making process. Very good. So what we'll do is we've got three listers on the line already. They will have 60 seconds to make their case. And at the end of the 60 seconds, you'll hear this noise. Order! Order! And then I will go to the judges for a brief comment. And at the end of the three, we'll get a summing up from the judges and see which place recommends itself. And after music, we'll obviously hear about more places. And as I say, wherever you are, as long as you've got somewhere that will keep the rain off the MPs, you can pitch. So first, we welcome Amanda Potter, described as a dog walker from York. Hello, Amanda. Hi. Well, let's assume York is in the running but is not yet chosen. You have 60 seconds now to make your case for why the Houses of Parliament should move there. Okay. I I mean, York is a very vibrant city. And even though it's classed as a small city, it's very full of life. It's larger than life. It's steeped in history. We've got beautiful architecture. We have some great universities and colleges for education. The city's becoming more and more green efficient, so less cars going through the city because we've got such good transport links. It's very happily situated in the heart of Yorkshire, so you've got great uh, community around you, coast link, great links to the coast. We've got lots of great places to visit, museums, great independent restaurants and specialist shops. And I think it's a good idea for the hub of the parliament to come to York because it would bring new vibe and new diversity I mean, obviously, we are a friendly bunch up north and we don't stand for any nonsense up north. We tell it like it is. So I think it would be quite good and a hub for the... uh, Well, I would say a hub that would rub off onto the politicians that they would... That's that's your 60 seconds. Thank you. That was very well put. So um, just checking with you, have you got anywhere in mind where they would actually do all their debating? Is there a building? Oh, there's a lovely building right by the river. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. building by the river. Time. All right, yeah. Martin Roberts, you, you go on. What your first impressions there were from the brilliant Amanda? Well, she's right. I mean, York is absolutely stunning. You've got uh, the coastal Scarborough and places like that, Whitby, you've got Harrogate inland. And, but interestingly, York has actually got a history. It was previously, in effect, the capital of England. Uh, Edward I moved the Chancery and Exchequer to York from 19, sorry, 1298, one, 1298 to 1304, and in, in 1642, Charles I brought his court to York. So it has a history. It's beautiful. Okay. And as, as the lady says, it's, you know, it's got friendly people and lots of attractions Jill, so it's definitely in with the running Jill were you swayed by that I, I think it I think actually Amanda gave us what York's problem is here York's already a great place to live it's got loads going on it's quite well off so I think the real question is, what's the government trying to achieve if it moves Parliament to York it's not sort of reconnecting with the sort of left behind places because whatever York is it's not left behind so you if they really want, well, what's the nearest place to somewhere like London we can find that's not London and all those MPs and peers will be happy to go to and the civil servants won't fuss too much, then I think York's clearly in with the running. If the whole purpose is to give a boost to somewhere that feels as though it's been missing out and brings some new economic activity, then I fear York's very niceness and success now really puts it Good sort of point. down the pack. Good point. OK, the, the biggest drawback about York is it's already great. Interesting. Amanda Potter, thank you. May have made the case too strongly. Next up, Carol Shanahan, who's chair of Port Vale Football Club. And you're going to pitch for Stoke, Carol. Is that right? I absolutely am, yes. You've got 60 yeah. seconds from now. OK, well, Stoke-on-Trent is very centrally placed in the country with superb... Um, transport links. Um, we're very close to other conurbations, so we, you know, you're not isolated. Um, our architecture is superb. We're a very post-industrial city. It's where the Industrial Revolution was really centralised around Wedgwood and Dalton. So we have all the buildings left there. Prince Charles himself loves the, the city and he loves the architecture, so we can really look after the politicians. We're a very undiscovered county. In fact, we're probably the best-kept secret in, in the UK. We're brave. We relish a challenge. And we're very, very welcoming. And we would love the um, MPs to come and stay with us uh, while their main house is being renovated. Fantastically succinct. That was 38 seconds. And, and you said it all. Uh, Jill Rutter, you go first on Stoke. Well, I think Stoke is the sort of place you'd want to be thinking about because I thought that was a great pitch for the advantage of Stoke. I mean, it's well located, things like that. But it, it does have sort of below average incomes, cheap property. That's a bit of a plus. But I do think one of the things here is if you were going to move Parliament to Stoke, why would you just do it temporarily? Because basically that means you have a big influx of people, loads of activity coming in, and then five years later or however long it takes them to renovate Parliament, they'd all be leaving again. So if you're going to do it, do it seriously and just move the whole lot to Stoke permanently. But I think, you know, if you want biggest sort of, you know, payoff from this move, then I think Stoke uh, has overtaken York for me. So, Martin, there we are. Stoke's made a, a surge. I, well, I love Stoke-on-Trent. I've been to spend most, most of my life there, filming homes under the hammer. We always get a fantastically 
friendly welcome. The people are absolutely gorgeous. The only issue I've got is that Stoke-on-Trent, known as the Potteries, is actually made up of six towns. You've got Hanley, Burslem, Fenton, Longton, Tunstall, and then Stoke-on-Trent itself. Very so it good. Very. That's, that's a real ha- egghead's quiz answer, that. doesn't have, like, a central... I mean, Stoke-on-Trent, you know, it, it is a city, so it has a cathedral, but it doesn't necessarily have a, a big central place. You say that is the centre of Stoke-on-Trent. So that's my only issue. So... Whether you've got that place, and and I'm thinking, you know, also, um, we've got to find something that is equivalent to Big Ben. Okay, we've got to have that big sort of thing. So maybe we ought to be judging it by the size of the clocks. I mean, maybe that's something that comes into the whole thing. Last time I was in Stoke Carroll, I went to see your your lovely Pottery's Museum, and and it has a statue of a writer outside, but I can't remember which one. Bennett. Uh, Arnold Bennett. And and he he designed an omelette or something, didn't he? He did, yes, when he was in Paris, though, not, not when he was in Stoke. Because I know there's and, one and called the Arnold Bennett, yeah, because you could, I don't know, you could, you could have something going on in that area, couldn't you? Well, also, I think it's an advantage that we've got six towns so that you don't have the one central point. And where we are in the north of the city, in Burslem, that's where the actual Industrial Revolution began. And our old town hall here has a clock, but it also has an angel on the top that looks over the city. And we've got everything we need up in Burslem um, to, to more than um, look after the, the politicians and, and all of their civil servants as well. Very well um, put. We, we have the room. Okay, and six towns, you could put a different party in each town. I mean, that's that's the ideal. Tim Bullimore is a freelance journalist based in Edinburgh. Now, this would be interesting politically to put the, the Houses of Parliament in Westminster in Scotland's capital. Tim, tell us why you want to do that. You've got 60 seconds starting now. Jeremy, Edinburgh is awash with facilities, buildings, transport links, including a brilliant airport. I don't remember an airport in York or Stoke. The city is used to expanding every summer, except this one, of course. Some three million people descend for the annual festivals. If we can accommodate them, we can accommodate a few washed-up politicians from London and their flunkies. And the city is awash with culture, entertainment, fabulous places to eat and drink. For its first five years, from 1979, the Scottish Parliament sat in a General Assembly Hall or church. Church of Scotland on the Royal Mile. It's still there. Unlike York and Stoke, we have a ready-made chamber. We could put the Commons in there. The Lords could, could go next door in Edinburgh Castle. They'd be neighbours. One o'clock gun fired every day from the castle might keep some of the Lordships awake. And best of all, Jeremy, we already have a properly functioning Parliament of our own, sitting in a modern horseshoe-shaped chamber. It could show the dysfunctional Punch and Judy show, that is Westminster, a thing or two about how to run a country. Very, very good. You, I, did, I, did I interrupt you there? Did you get it all no. in? Got it all in. That was brilliant. And uh, now, Jill, you could comment on the politics of moving Parliament to Scotland. What about that? Uh, I think uh, controversial. I think, you know, clearly it would be a great way for the government to say, you know, we're a united kingdom. We might then get squawks from uh, Cardiff and Belfast saying, well, let's be a bit like the European Parliament and traipse around so we do four months in Edinburgh, four months in Belfast and four months in Cardiff. Maybe that's something we should be thinking about. But I think Nicola Sturgeon might regard this as a bit of a hostile act and parking Boris Johnson's tanks very firmly on her lawn. And I think, you know, I think some MPs would be a bit worried with some of the things in that pitch about washed up politicians, flunkies, showing them how it's really done at Holyrood. Uh, those may be selling points, but I'm not sure it's going to quite land like that with some of the people who are going to be making the decisions. So, uh, and Edinburgh's a bit like York in the sense, you know, I mean, York and Edinburgh are always in those top 10 lists of best places to live in the UK. 
So if we were going to Scotland, it might be better to look at somewhere that uh, isn't actually quite as nice as Edinburgh is already. Okay. Well, listen, uh, Martin, I'll go to you for an overall view here. York versus Stoke versus Edinburgh. Which way do you go? Well, I think it comes down to what, realistically, we need to make this add value and, and help the place it's going to. And if you had to put your hand on your heart, you'd probably say York's pretty doing doing all right. It's amazing. Edinburgh, fantastic. I think the issues with uh, locating it next to Nicola Surgeon are, are huge, but, but but it's doing great. Now, Stoke-on-Trent is, as the lady said when she started out, you know, a bit of an undiscovered wonder town. And with, it does have issues, but it's very centrally located. It's right by the side of the M6. And most importantly, it's got Staffordshire Oatcakes. So I think for all those reasons, I'd plump for Stoke-on-Trent. Jill, can you call it, please, between those three? Uh, I'm going to go for Stoke, but I'm going to make a last-minute bid for it to stay potentially in London. They already have relocation plans. They can actually get on with it. And one of the interesting things with coronavirus is yesterday the Prime Minister is telling everybody to get back to work, particularly in central London, because they're really worried that there's no economic activity in the centre of London anymore after COVID. Moving Parliament out is going to be very bad news for all those pret a that ministers have been photographed in in the last couple of days. So I think they might want to just rethink about London as well. Thank you very much indeed. Really appreciate it. Jill Rutter, Senior Research Fellow at UK in a Changing Europe.